0: We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her, go subscribe. Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience, which takes place every single Monday through Friday 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in both Alpha Collective's Discord, that's discord.gg forward slash Alpha Collective and Startup Club's house in Clubhouse. It's free. It always will be free. There are no strings attached. There is no bait and switch. Lurk or listen only, chat with one another in our back chat, or even come onto stage. The coffee shop is open for business. Whether you're on the treadmill getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom to your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On Wellness Wednesday, we discuss mental health, wellness, and life skills. On Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions with the author. And then on Friday, it's No Agenda Friday where there is no agenda. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption, entrepreneurship, or coaching. So give us a subscribe, bits.ly forward slash collective cafe to go, or a review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand. Or of course, join us every day live. It is addictive. And remember, it is a safe, welcoming space. You will never, ever be put on the spot. This is Alpha Collective's Collective Cafe. My name is Joseph Jaffe. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's Thursday, December 14th, 12, 14, 23. And uh, I guess this is the penultimate is... That a word? I know, I know. I know it is a word, but does it mean the second to last? I guess. Then ultimate. I'm typing that into Google. Last but one in a series of things. Second last. Yes, it is the penultimate coffee of the year. Tomorrow, being December fifteenth, we will have our final no agenda Fridays and um, opportunity for everyone to come up. Um, I think. You know, it's no Agenda Friday, so I can't really create an agenda, can I? But one of the things I thought maybe we'd be able to talk about is the whole concept of uh, of resolutions. Well, at least we'll have we'll hear what people's predictions, I guess, and revolu- uh, revolutions, is that Freudian? Uh, predictions and resolutions. Hopefully they're not revelations or revolutions or revolutionary. Maybe they can be, I don't know. Why not have a revolutionary resolution um for the new year um i you know i I mean we'll talk about it in a second, but I've been thinking like long and hard about this idea of um breaking resolutions actually, and it's very interesting to me because um i you know i went to to chat g p t and and I asked chat. Where, where are you, chat? Let me see where it is, if I can find the actual, um, let's see, um, montage, math help for algebra. What is that? Top business books. Um, it's somewhere here. Um, I actually was, uh, where is it? Well, it would be so, oh, there it is, popular. By the way, um, obviously, because it's AI, when you actually go and type the query um, on, on your um, column on the left on the kind of sidebar um, it summarizes um, you know what the search was and um, obviously using AI duh. so um, so I kind of walk you through the whole uh, query I started off I said what is a list of the most popular news resolutions so these were the 10 in uh, these were the 10 uh, get fit and healthy. This includes joining a gym, starting a diet, or just making a commitment to eating healthier foods. Two is lose weight, a specific and common goal related to getting fit, often involving dieting and exercise. Three, improve financial conditions. This could mean saving more money, investing, paying off debt, or even earning more money. Uh, Four is quit smoking. Five is learn something new. Six is travel more. Seven is read more books. Eight is find love or improve relationships surprised that one is so low. Uh, I mean, who said it's in order? Nine is focus on self-care, mindfulness, meditation, taking time for oneself, and ten is volunteer and give back to the community. So then I thought to myself, um, <clears throat> you know, the first two, right, losing weight and getting fit and healthy, they're they're both connected. They're both kind of the same, right? I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get into the gym, um, but we tend to break those resolutions. That's the, that's the kind of joke, right, which is we make them and then we break them. We, we never really kind of stay the course. Obviously, for me, with, with my new book, the whole idea of, you know, amor veritas vigor, love what you do, be true to yourself and stay the course. Stay the course is stamina. Stay the course is endurance. Stay the course is having enough energy to not give up, not give in, play the long game. You know. So why do we give up? Why do we give in? Why can we not see... Something through, and um you know it's it made me start thinking about other things. Um, I had uh, an accountability partner um, after um, this uh, mindfulness retreat, and we spoke every week um, and that was the idea until um, he missed a week or I missed a week, or there was a delay, and we changed the time and then It was every other week and then before we knew it, um, we just haven't spoken now in maybe two months. And I actually got a text from him the other day, just remembered him checking in. So note to self, send him a text back. Um, I started with an accountability partner after going through my boot camp for EOS. Again, speaking every morning, every Monday morning round about 11. And again, we did it. Every week, and I missed one week, and he kind of like got a little ratty with me, and then he might have missed a week and I was like, "Where were you? I was on?" Um, and then the same thing happened, which is we missed a week, then we missed another week, then we're like, you know, and we sent a text and whatever, and before we knew it, again, we were not connecting. And um, you know, I thought about even my show, my show daily show that that now is weekly, Um, and I think about giving up my podcast and I was thinking to myself, these are all the same thing, are they not? Why do we give up? Why do we give in? Why do we get into a healthy routine or habit, but then just as quickly, or maybe not even quickly, um, lose or something happens and, and it all falls and it all just kind of, you know, goes to hell. I, um... I have that even my regime when it comes to trying to be um, to watch my weight for me and I've said this before. The important thing is to get on the scale every single day. And when I stop getting on the scale, I always put on weight. I never put on weight if I'm on the scale every day, never, because it's a daily check. It's a daily check-in. It's a daily opportunity to see the you know the just noticeable difference. The plus point one and then the next day plus point two, and then the next day plus point one, and then the next day zero, and then the next day minus point one, and then the next day plus point two, and then the next day plus point one, and the next day zero, and then the next day plus. 0, and then the next day, minus 1, and then the next day, one, and then the next day, one, and then the next day, plus point one, and then the next day, plus point two, and you can see where this is heading. And after a week, if you were adding that up, that might have been 7 or 10, but if you add it up, that probably adds up to a plus 1 pound or plus 1.2 pounds. And multiply that over 50, 52 weeks, and guess what? You've gone from Regular, degular, to overweight, to obese, to morbidly obese. Okay, that's an extreme example, but it just shows you, like, for me, and I know it in my head, in my, I, I get it logically. Maybe the problem is even emotionally is where it's falling down. But when I don't get on the scale, it is, and why don't I get on the scale? Obviously, because I had a bad day, or good day. <laughs> Or a good night. I had a uh, went out. I indulged. I holiday party. Uh, beautiful restaurant. Vacation. Vacations the worst. The best, but the worst, but the best. You know, come back after ten days of eating and drinking and having a great time, and you know, all things being equal, if you put on half a pound every day over ten days, that's five pounds. Five pounds that you don't really... Well, it's not real, right? It's not actually five pounds if you don't get on the scale. <laughs> if you get on the scale, then it's five pounds. It's like, what do they say? Like, the, the loss is not realized until you sell it with, this, with crypto. As far as I'm concerned, all of my NFTs are worth billions and billions of dollars because I've never sold them. But the reality is when I do sell them, I'll clearly realize that they all worth nothing. So you realize those gains. It's kind of like realized weight gain. And, and so for me, it's the scale. Now I've tried to create um, my own little system, right? My new system, I'm going to try it. Uh, go on vacation for 10 days, come back and be like almost liquid for 10 days, kind of like just create the counterbalance. So maybe not completely liquid, you know, as much as I'd like to come back from a 10-day vacation and, uh, and do a 100-hour fast, you know, using intermittent fasting, drinking water and black coffee, theoretically possible. But what I am going to try this time is just come back and be, you know, I don't know, for me, under 1,800 calories a day. Like benchmark, I should say, benchmark. So definitely uh, intermittent fasting to maybe 2, 3 in the afternoon and uh, small meal portion size is what kills me. Um, but for me, um, that's how I'm going to counterbalance. But just getting back onto the subject of of uh, why do we break New Year's resolutions, and uh, why do we do we stop attending a meeting, um, whether it's not AA, but you know, but like an accountability partner? Why do we give up on, you know? I decided, by the way, <clears throat> for what it's worth, um, uh, I'll I'll have a show go live next week. It will be uh, Robert Rose, um, which will be kind of. 20th 21st of December and then I will take a break you know now I have I have um, never missed a show a week of the show except for when I had heart surgery I had to take off obviously for that but for the most part I've been determined to not miss a week because I know now that I'm on one show a week that the week that it's zero that's when the show is gone that's when the show is dead so this is a test for me you know to go one week, but call it a holiday week. You've you got to label it correctly. that's That's also important. You know when I went through this um, uh, pQ, this positive uh, positive quotient, this this idea of um, you know your IQ, your EQ and your pQ, your positivity quotient, um, one of the things that that they that they teach us is you've got to label things correctly. So I'm going on a little tangent, but bear with me. But you know there is what's called the sage and the saboteur. The saboteur is uh, is run by the judge, and then there are nine additional saboteurs that uh, are accomplices, if you will. Like there's the avoider, the stickler, the controller, the hyperachiever. And then you've got the, the sage, on the other hand, and this is all kind of prefrontal, prefrontal cortex. This is very much about neuroplasticity. You can choose in every moment you know, to give in to the saboteur led by the judge. I came up with a name for the judge. My judge is called the narcissist because the narcissist judges feel superior, only thinks about themselves, lacks empathy, Um, and, but you've got a label when you feel that negative emotion that, when you feel, you know, the imposter syndrome, when you feel the insecurity, you've got to be able to say, Oh, there's the judge again, or looks like the narcissist is coming to tell me how, how inadequate I am, how inferior I am, how I'm not good enough, or how everyone around me is not good enough. Always gonna disappoint me. Can never rely on anyone because because, you know, could be doing it right now with a collective cafe. Could be saying, Where the regulars? Where why are they why are they not showing up? They've let me down. Only my boy Tim, who's here today this morning, live with me. But the others, screw them. They're dead to me. They never showed up. All they had to do is show up. I had to be there every day delivering free content, premium content. I had to work. All they had to do was listen. They didn't send an apology. They didn't bother showing up. They, uh, they didn't ask how they could help. They let me down. They never brought in people. They never helped me grow this. Can you see what's happening here? That's, that's the judge. That's the, the narcissist. Those are the saboteurs. That's the saboteur, the whole whole army of them. Taking me in a direction that is not productive, not helpful. I don't know what's going on in their lives. I don't know why they're not here. Maybe they've got a good reason. They probably have a good reason. I could have just as easily reached out to all of them individually saying, by the way, I'd love you to show up today. That's what we're going to be talking about. Taking personal responsibility. So, you know, ultimately, we are our own worst enemy. We've always been our own worst enemy. I suppose, by definition, we're also our own best ally or best friend. Are we not? Because we can choose in every moment, in any moment, we can choose which path we want to take. We can choose whether we want to partner with a saboteur or with a sage. And viscerally or, you know, intellectually, even emotionally, I think we all know which one we should be working with. Just like I know that I need to step on the scale every morning. Just like I know. And part of it is just to identify. You know, what they say, the first step towards recovery is to admit there's a problem. So in this particular case, the first step is to identify And get to the root cause of the problem. At EOS, we call this IDS, the issue-solving track, identify, discuss, and solve. What's the real issue here? It's deeper than just, why do I put on, why do I keep yo-yoing back? Why can I never keep the weight off? Or I can't keep the weight off. And to be sure the proxy of get on the scale every day or you know or the tactical solution it's a good one i think so is this idea that for every day of indulging you have to counterbalance it with a day of not indulging of uh, holding back i think that's smart too but those are you know those are You know, what do you call it? Solution, not tactics in search of strategy. And the strategy itself has to be part of a bigger why. Why do people break New Year's resolutions? I think part of the problem, by the way, is the fact that they're New Year's resolutions. They start on an arbitrary date, December 31st, actually, January 1st. And I think that. The problem is, some people just mentally are not there. I mean, I I don't know this for a fact. I just know it's true that news resolutions most likely are a marketing ploy or tactic, just like Valentine's Day and and uh, you know Halloween, and it just seems like everything is just a, a money making opportunity. By the way. For whom? For Weight Watchers and for Planet Fitness. Duh, you know. Get back into the gym. That's their happy time. Just like, you know, H&R Block is going to start messaging you around about January, February. And back-to-school messaging starts probably before school even breaks up. Here in the Northern Hemisphere and you know, May and June, you probably got back to school. But if we take the kind of marketing and sales shtick out of it, right... I mean, the worst time to actually start a diet and get back into the gym is January 1st. Think about it. It's the worst time. You're like, and I mean, quite literally on the 1st of January. You're probably, you know, sleep deprived or hungover. You're just going to, what, spring out of bed on January 1st at 6 a.m. and get into the gym? I think not. In the northern hemisphere, it's cold here, and if you've broken up for, you know, December from December twenty fourth, twenty fifth, just before Christmas, the whole Christmas New Year break, you've probably had a week or so of indulging. Maybe you're on vacation yourself. It's the worst time. I've always found for me, um, it's it's um it's mental. It's a it's a switch. Just one day, I'm like, okay, I'm ready now. I'm ready. A week ago I was snacking and late night snacking or binge eating or doing, you know, or getting extra fries or doing all the things that I know I shouldn't be. <clears throat> and suddenly the switch, you know, this flick this the switch is flicked or flipped and I'm ordering a piece of salmon with salad. How did it happen? because I was ready, as opposed to being force-fed or the artificial contrived container called the New Year's Resolution. And I think it also speaks to the concept of change. You've got to be ready for it. You can't be force-fed change. I mean, you can be, but if you are force-fed change, chances are you're going to resist it. Chances are you're going to be led kicking and screaming. And chances are, more importantly, that you're not going to stay the course. That you're going to break those New Year's resolutions. You know, I'm not saying I know the answer. And going back to the original idea of having a weekly check-in with an accountability partner, well, why did I break it? Or, or maybe it wasn't me. Maybe it was him. You know, in this case, maybe it was Matt. Or, or maybe it was Tyler. Or maybe it was both of us. Or maybe it was neither of us. It was just the fact that this is the way life is. This is the way we function as humans. So how do we counter it? Well, ironically, I think EOS has taught me two things. First of all, the level 10 meeting. Um, The level 10 meeting, which is one of the foundational tools for EOS. It is... Initially, a meeting for the leadership team, and it essentially replaces it is an evolution of the so-called status meeting. If we never had another status meeting in our lives again, I mean that day could not come soon enough. where we just sit down and go through the status report and cheat, and we're all just essentially parroting the same stuff. Nothing really changes jj to call pp okay great thanks for you know 10 seconds of my life i'll never get back again so the the five rules of the l10 meeting are it starts on time it ends on time it takes place on the same day at the same time and it has the same agenda And there are only two excuses to miss an L10 meeting. One is vacation, and the other one is death, as in yours. And people laugh at that and they get a, you know, but but it's if you actually take that seriously, if you're a small business owner or an entrepreneur, and you actually commit to a ninety minute leadership team meeting once a week, end date forever, as long as you are there, as long as the company is there. That's the kind of commitment that can only lead to good things. Because there are going to be days that you don't want to show up, but you're not on vacation and you're not dead. So figure it out. Call in, you know, find the time change things around because it is a priority. That's the first. Make it happen. And, of course, the beauty of the L10 meeting is that 60 of the 90 minutes is focused on IDS, on solving issues, tackling business priorities. That all can be hopefully executed within seven days or less, as opposed to letting them fester or languish. That's the commitment needed, the unbreakable commitment. What in your life is unbreakable? What in your life is immovable? What in your life is immutable besides the blockchain? Ha ha. The other thing I would say is, um, is being realistic. Well, there are a few there are a few elements actually. It's this idea of of being realistic. Number one. Number two is giving yourself grace and being kind. And number three is contingency plans. So I see this as well you know, within the context of EOS with respect to um, setting what we call rocks, which are 90-day business priorities. In fact, one of the things that EOS does is it talks about traction first, vision second, that if you don't have a solid platform and a foundation for growth... You know for and and building in discipline and accountability, which by the way, will lead to team health. if you don't have that in place, you are building a house on quicksand. doesn't matter how grand or glorious that house is the the so called vision, the hag, the big hairy audacious goal, you know, the plans to take over the world doesn't matter how grand that is it will sink into the abyss. What do they call it? Delusions of grandeur. Delusions of grandeur are perhaps one of the problems. I mean, they're you know, the, one of the biggest, biggest challenges that unfortunately, um, you know, that, <laughs> that and cash flow are probably the reason why businesses fail. Cash flow very, very tactically. But it is the delusions of grandeur that might be unbelievable. They should be ambitious. But if you don't have a plan, if you don't have a platform, if you don't have a foundation, you surely will fail. So realism and being realistic is really important when setting a goal, when setting that New Year's resolution, if you will. The second is giving yourself grace. You know, we're going to mess up. We're going to slip up. It's going to happen. It always happens. We're just humans. You know, we're going to have a, you're going to catch me stuffing my face with, you know, potato chips or whatever the case may be or or a tub of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. It's okay to to mess up every now and again. You know, when I had Sheryl Lazar on the show, we, we spoke about, you know, the, the joy. The, instead of FOMO, we spoke about JOMO, the joy of missing out. And I came up with JOMU, which is the joy of messing up. So not being so hard on ourselves. That's step two. Give yourself grace. And step three, you know, I wrote down contingency. But, it's, but it's, it's, I guess by definition, it's what happens when it goes wrong? You know, what happens when you don't have a scale to step on every day? What happens when you, you know, the, the second point is you forget to step on the scale. The third one is, is what happens when, or when you step on the scale and it says plus one pound? What do you do then? You need these contingency plans. You need these plan Bs and Cs and Ds. You need these little, um, you know, these little kind of catch alls. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about going back to this idea, like even going back to the show. What happens when you miss a week? Now you know, now you know that if you miss a week, it's the beginning of the end. Just like missing a week with your accountability partner. Because step one is we check in with each other once a week, no matter what. No matter what. You know, if you have a sponsor, and I don't know this for a fact because, you know, I'm not in AA, but if, but I imagine that whether it's attending meetings or checking in with your sponsor, is not something that's like, well, if I feel like it then, I think they understand. Again, I don't know this for a fact. I just know it's true. That when you miss one, you may as well have missed them all. Now remember, the second point, give yourself grace, is there are going to be exceptions. Going back to the L10 meeting, right? The only two reasons to miss an L10 meeting are death as in yours or being on vacation well what if your wife's having a baby or your husband's you know or you're having a baby i mean and like what you're not going to be in the in in <laughs> in the labor ward obviously you are and that's an obvious example but there are going to be other examples too like being sick so we give ourselves grace but we label it as such remember the Point I made earlier, you gotta label it. You gotta know which compartment it lives in and sits in. So going back to you know my 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 um my weight story, right? Because we're talking about news resolutions. So step one for me, this is all iterative. This is all because every single time, by the way, I've failed, I'm sitting on 199 pounds today. I, I need to be at 183. I need to be there, but it feels like a lifetime away at the moment. But I was about 2.12 in October, so I've brought it down a bit, but not enough. So step one for me is get on the scale every day. Step two is seven weeks of indulgence must be followed without exception by seven weeks of, of incredible discipline. For me, virtually starving, virtually fasting, like, like almost, maybe actually a 100-hour fast or, or liquid, or, but something extreme. This is for me. I'm not giving you advice. I'm telling you what, what works for me. The third for me was, w- which I had in place initially, but I don't know why, but I failed on this, is a, like a red line. Is a number that says when you hit this number, it doesn't matter if you're retaining water. It doesn't matter if you just, quite frankly, drunk, you know, consumed a gallon of water or beer or whatever. But once this number is hit, you got to go like defcon, whatever the lowest defcon is, or the highest defcon, the, the worst defcon. You got to go back to that extreme. Doesn't matter. Pick a number, any number. And just stick with pick a pick a number and stick with the number. So for me, what it should have been when I was down the last time I was down consistently in the one eighties, it might have been one ninety, it might have been one ninety five. It probably should have been. Um, but remember, what was number one? Number one was realistic. Realistic. Give yourself grace and have these contingencies or these you know, additional plans, these if-thens. Maybe that was the problem, is that the 190 wasn't realistic enough. Because the problem is, or maybe the problem was trying to get down to 183, for me, wasn't realistic. I couldn't maintain it. Maybe the real number for me would have been 187. But that's the third one for me is this idea of like this this red line that actually says if you hit that number and you see that number on the scale, don't hope that tomorrow you'll be just below the red red line because you might and the next day you might and the next day you might and the next day, surprise, surprise, you don't step on the scale. I wonder why. Maybe because you weren't in... You weren't anticipating what the number was going to be. Or maybe you were away at a hotel on business. And then one week later, you're back on the scale. And guess what? You're a pound and a half over the red line. And before you know it, 10 pounds. And the rest is history. So that's my little... Three steps for my step three, my contingency, my, my red line, the step on the scale every day, and my counterbalance, the indulgent days with, with, with uh, highly disciplined days. But the other is like this idea of a stopgap, stopgap solution. So, you know, when you know you can't, when you know you're going to miss the mark, do you give up entirely? I'll give you a look just, just to make this real practical. Uh, the accountability partner. So let's say you've set up a one-hour Zoom once a week with your accountability partner. So you're not going to make it for whatever reason. We have an, a next set of rules. If one person is not going to make it, they should let the other person know within 24 hours that they're not going to make it. Via text, email, IM, DM, iMessage, WhatsApp, whatever, Slack. Um, Could maybe add something to it. Hey, Bez, I'm not going to make the meeting, um, but here are my three wins this week. Or, you know, here's my, my need, my biggest need for next week. Extra 15, 20 seconds, 30 seconds via text message. So and 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 of course what happens if it's 30 minutes before and um just something has come up. Hey Bez, not going to make the meeting today. Um client just called and has a has an emergency that I have to attend to. Totally totally legit. Maybe then the rule says in that situation the person who had to reschedule who who couldn't make it has to reschedule for a later point in time, that day or the next day. You just set a set of rules. I guess these are the equivalent of guardrails. And and that's what we need. New, New Year's or resolution guardrails to prevent us from giving up. Let's go back to the concept of New Year's resolutions, arbitrary New Year's resolutions, for a moment. You know, led by my point about it being a complete marketing ploy. Right, Planet Fitness, Weight Watchers, all designed to get you to to hey fatso, get off the couch, you know, hey drunken bastard, old you know drunken drunk, come here, let me eat you. Um, What was that? The fat bastard from, from, you know, Austin Powers. Um, That's the message. The message is January 1st, get into the gym, lose some weight, buy that gym membership, subscribe to Weight Watchers. Guess what? Guess what they're banking on? They're kind of banking... They're kind of banking on the fact that you're not going to show up. How many lapsed, forget about lapsed, how many memberships do we have to gyms in our lives where we, you know, we just never showed up, but we paid that monthly fee? I actually think that the Weight Watchers of the world, the Atkins of the world, you know, the Planet Fitnesses and... Fitness edge and equinoxes of the world, they need to take if we here, okay. Here's, here's, here's the money. Here's the money quote. If we need to take personal responsibility, they need to take professional responsibility. They truly need to be in an they truly need to be in an, an, an accountability partner to us. And that means if we don't show up, they shouldn't take our money. That's what it means. How about that? The way Planet Fitness should be charging, and I'm you know, just using them as an example, right? Is if I'm paying 20 bucks a month for a membership, that should be prorated over 31 days or 30 days. And every day I don't show up, they shouldn't take my money. Or maybe it's based on the average that I am going to show up four times a month. I can live with that. I can, I can live with the fact that four times a month is $5 a time. That's my 20 bucks. And if I show up beyond that, then free money. But if I show up twice, I feel like they should give me 10 bucks back. Because I'll tell you, if they did, they'd take a little bit more of a vested interest in you not breaking your New Year's resolutions because it's skin in the game. And I feel like they would message differently to you. They'd probably think about community differently. Their personal trainers would, would, would act differently towards you. If you didn't show up for a month, maybe you'd get an email. Which could all be done very easily, I might add, just through Salesforce and automation. Just just being able to say, "Hey, noticed you haven't been in in two weeks." I mean, you swipe your card. They know haven't been in in two weeks. What's up? What's going on? How can we help? Would you like a 10-minute complimentary session with our personal trainer? How about a Zoom call? These are the kinds of things that can make a big difference. So easy. Same concept with the Collective Cafe. I don't show up for a week. You would hope that the regulars would reach out and say, Hey, where you been? Everything okay? (laughs) (laughs) Or the opposite, a regular doesn't show up. Not just the host, but the other regulars should be reaching out saying everything all right. These check-ins are important. Because I think it is almost like a universal truth. That when someone, for the most part, when someone doesn't show up that was showing up, when when a regular is not so regular anymore, I think more often than not, there's a problem. Of course, things could be great. In which case... You know what? I haven't been around because I'm just crushing it at the moment. I've been so busy. But even in that moment, I feel like there's <clears throat> there's a missed, there's a missing piece or missed opportunity. You know, going back to this idea bears of giving grace, the person who's busy, the person who's crushing it, I feel they have an obligation too, to check in and say, "Hey, I haven't been around." Things are actually good, but I'm thinking of you and just want to let you know. It stands to reason. It stands to reason why, because at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of selfish. It's actually very selfish for someone to use or consume a service, if you think about it, that gives them value and adds value, and... You know, if something's going on in their life and they're not there, someone checks in with them. But when they're doing well, they just kind of forget about everyone. Check-ins are are reciprocal. Check-ins are are mutual or, or, you know, they work both ways. We have to check in with each other. We should never assume that the other is doing well or not doing well. We need to be each other's accountability partners, formal, formal or informal. So to kind of reframe or reset the room, as it were, the topic was about New Year's resolutions. And why do we break them? And, and how else does this apply in our lives to things like community-like, accountability partners? And why is it so important actually never to break them, provided they're realistic, but when we do to give ourselves grace and have a contingency plan or have other plans? It doesn't seem that hard. Because it isn't. And I think if we applied that thinking, that learning, so much else would fall into in place and in line. So I guess I'm saying to you, if you want to lose weight, if you want to get into the gym, remember the 10 according to ChatGPT, some of the some of the most popular ones are Get fit and healthy, lose weight, improve financial conditions, quit smoking, learn something new, travel more, read more books, find love or improve relationships, focus on self-care, volunteer and give back to the community. The first point there is don't wait for December 31st. Do it when you're ready. Do it now. Do it today. Do it tomorrow. Do it in six months' time. Do it when mentally that's, you, f- you can feel, sense that switch. Something changed. Something's different. I have the motivation today that I didn't yesterday. And then use those rules that I've applied, whether it is weight loss, whether it is getting fit. Recognize also this is not logical or rational. This is super emotional. You know, the very concept of do one push-up today and two tomorrow and three the next day and four the next day. We know we can do it. We know that we can run 100 yards today and 200 tomorrow and 300 the next day and 400. We know we can do this, so why don't we do it? I guess it comes back to the elephant. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. The realistic chunks. One, I'm not telling you to go eat an elephant, literally. They're realistic chunks. Set those goals, those milestones, those mini milestones. Be realistic about time. Time frames as well. Anyone who's run a marathon, I've run New York Marathon twice. You don't start off in minute one thinking about 26.2 miles. You think about every mile, mile by mile, and and mini and mini milestones within the mile, and the next water stop, or the next Gatorade stop, or the next song that's playing, or the next corner. Or if you're running through Manhattan and you see you know the row, sixtieth, sixty fifth, seventieth, seventy fifth, eightieth, you find mini milestones. When I'm on the peloton and I'm you know, trying to focus. I'm thinking of all, you know, there's there's the output and there's the calories and there's the distance there's the time and and there are just all these different milestones. Today I want to burn a thousand calories and I wanna be able to hit 18 miles and I want to be able to um you know uh in terms of output or work, you know, break four hundred and sixty six and then there's my personal record. And then, not only do I know what my personal record is, but now with Peloton, you can actually ride against yourself, so to speak. So you can see if you've done a class four times, you can actually ride against your four different times, and that gives you a sense as to where you are relative to previous fitnesses. And you can also ride against your friends. So, so that's a different leaderboard. People that you are connected to that follow your following. And you can also filter by hashtag um, or by age or by certain you know demographics as well. If you just want to race against other, for me, fifty you know fifty to sixty year olds. All of these, all of these different tactics give you different levels of motivation to keep going, to move forward, you know, to not give up. Little mini victories, mini successes, mini milestones, that's how we do it. Rather than, I need to lose 40 pounds, I need to run a marathon, Um, even quitting smoking, I guess, not that I've ever been a smoker. That sounds pretty hard, especially when there's addiction involved. But if you were smoking four cigarettes a day, to break that, you know, the win is to get to three, and then to two, and then to one, I'm guessing, it may, I may have this completely wrong. And then one every other day. So that there's some kind of a gradual process. It's not mutually exclusive, right? There can be a patch, there can be chewing gum, there can be other things as well. Including, but not limited to, having an accountability partner. So kind of to conclude from my end, When you make a commitment, whether that commitment is to somebody else or to yourself, keeping that commitment is paramount. But make sure that it's realistic. We're going to meet for four hours once a week. No, you're not. You might, but you'll definitely not maintain it. How about 10 minutes? And if you need more, you can take more. Two is grace. You're going to mess up and slip up, even though that is the beginning of the end, if, please see point number three, have the contingency plan. Which could, for example, mean that if you miss this week's 10-minute check-in, next week is 20. Could. And maybe the red line is not the one missed, but two missed. At the minute that two are missed in a row, red line, we have an emergency meeting. We sit down. We say, what's going on here? Because for sure, if we miss two, we'll miss three. The biggest trap we fall into is believing once we've missed two, we'll get back on track. We won't get back on track. We will never get back on track. If you can identify a red line and stick to that red line and have your contingency plan, you're gonna be okay. So tomorrow, in our last collective cafe of the year, I want to hear your resolutions and um, and what you're going to do to avoid breaking those resolutions. Let 2024 be the year that we do not break any of our resolutions. Or moreover, as I said before, maybe our resolution is not to set New Year's resolutions, but to still be able to commit to doing these things, but on our time and on our schedule. Which doesn't mean open-ended. It doesn't mean, I'll get back to you, it means, you know, there still has to be a, a time or a, or a deadline or a time frame or range. Otherwise, guess what? Tomorrow never comes. I want to just leave you with. Um, I then went and asked ChatGBT. I said, um, "What what are news resolutions for business owners and entrepreneurs that focus on like, you know?" And so I got increased revenue and profitability, improved business efficiency, enhance marketing and branding, expand the business. Focus on customer satisfaction, develop leadership skills, embrace innovation and technology, build a strong team, work-life balance, commit to continuous learning. Um, I found that a little bit generic. uh, So I kind of asked to be a little bit more specific, like actually even focused on the fact that it was new year, like January 1st. Um, And so this time I got 21 for some reason, uh, which were – Reassess business structure, organizational overhaul, embrace outsourcing, leverage technology, enhance accounting systems, streamline payroll processes, adopt tax planning practices, develop a customer journey map, invest in marketing and advertising, connect with employees, improve delegation skills, prioritize education and development, financial health checkup, increase credit limits, explore business grants, Prioritize energy conservation, make meetings efficient, enhance communication skills, website redesign, address burnout, engage in community service. So there you have it. Whether you take the the 10, the 20 the plus 21 as a solo entrepreneur, a business owner, an entrepreneur, a leader, a business leader, consultant, a coach, um, or you're just focused on the personal ones um, pick one, you know, pick one that, that, uh, doesn't matter how easy it is. Doesn't matter how, how much it represents low hanging fruit, pick one and, and then maybe pick another and, um, or add your own. And, um, you know, I think the essence of this at the end of the day is this idea of the past is the past. Close the book on 2023, whether it was good, bad, or ugly, and open up a new book or a new chapter, 2024. Um, do your best to clean the slate or start with a clean slate. Um, if there's momentum, continue with the me- momentum. But you know, if you've had a tough year, and, and a, um, try your best to put it behind you, um, and, um, you know, and, and move forward, um, if not with a clean slate, maybe um, with an open mind um, and a full heart. And so with that said, have a wonderful day today, December 14th, and I will see you all for the last Collective Cafe uh, of 2023 tomorrow. Go tell a friend. Bring a few people in. Maybe uh, some people that have been here before that you haven't seen in a while. Reach out to them. Ask them how they're doing. See if they're okay. Invite them back. And uh, let's have a festive day tomorrow. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.